Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Back in on the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. Last night, Thursday night football. Eagles at home in front of the home crowd. Missed. The big game tonight by a half point. Mm. I thought they could get there by seven. I thought they could get there by a full uh, touchdown and an extra point. They get there 34 to 28, though. Um, and I thought it was a pretty interesting game uh, in itself. The Vikings, I think all of the luck they had last year, winning all those one score games, ending up 13 and four a year ago, I think it's all catching up to them. They've lost two games this year by one score each. One against the Bucks, now one against the Eagles. And they had a chance to go win. They had four fumbles that they laid on the ground. And I, I think, you know, for the Vikings, they made a lot of different, uh, you know, roster management moves this offseason. They had to let go of Dalvin Cook. I think that's biting them in the butt. Um, people will talk about uh, running backs not having value. I thought Alexander Madison could step up to the plate and make things happen. But he's, by the way, did you see all of the people coming after him. No. There's a bunch of racially charged stuff in his, his DMs. I know oh, that no. a lot of that uh, it comes with the territory, but it shouldn't. It really no. shouldn't. Um, but no. Alexander Madison's getting absolutely hounded for a fumble and not not living up to uh, what they thought he was going to be, only 28 yards last night. But the Vikings mm. of Minnesota have run the ball 26 times through two football games. 26 times. They've accumulated only 69 yards in their 0-2. <laughs> They're missing Dalvin Cook. Yeah. They are. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Now, I, I have to give credit where credit's due. Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins are still unbelievable. Justin Jefferson last night did what he was supposed to do um, by by a long – I mean, and 11 Jefferson, catches. I mean, that's who they're – that's their bell cow there. 11 catches, 159 yeah. yards. I think Jordan Addison has actually helped him as well because mm-hmm. he had three catches, seven Hawkinson had a TD, a, TD. a couple TDs. Uh, same same yeah. with Hawkinson. They have some good yeah. pass catches. Hawkinson's a good player. Everybody is disparaging Hawkinson. He's still good. He's 24 years old, and the, uh, the, the stat that's going around is the all-time leader um, for the uh, – uh, in in mm-hmm. career receiving yards for the Bears was Johnny Morris with only 5,059. Justin Jefferson passed that <sighs> last night. He passed that 309 last night. 309 yards. Wow. He's, he's, he's an automatic 100-yard game right now. Yeah. He's the best receiver in football. And you go back to the offseason and the, oh, you know, the discussion from Ryan Clark about George Pickens being more mm-hmm. talented. There's no more talented <laughs> wide receiver in the game yeah. than Justin Jefferson I think that's right fair. now. He, he processes at a at a very high rate. He can get on the same page with Kirk Cousins, um, and he's been unbelievable. He's the best receiver in the game, and there's no doubt. Kirk Cousins, through two games, though, 64 for 88 passing, 708 yards, 60 TDs, one INTs, and they're 0-2. 
Like there's something missing about the it's team. The run and game. Def- it's it's the run a run game, game and yeah. the defense is just not there. Mm-hmm. They're just not good enough consistently. And again, like last year, they won all those one score games. They got lucky. I think that luck is is finally over. run out. It's it's run its course for them ultimately. Now there was a couple of things from last night's game that I mm. this week a lot of people that talk about football have done some very weird things with the way the way the game works and you know um, there are some people trying to get the uh, a too high defense ban because there's a lot more checkdowns being taken and there's not as many big plays through two week through one week going on two uh, but the two from last night that I just can't get over why why people don't like the tush push <laughs> people don't like it Jalen hurts on his on his quarterback sneaks just gets it every time he converted 36 so good of 40. At this. But he converted 36 no. of 40 last year. They have the dudes to go do it, though. No, Jalen Hurts is really good getting yeah. under center and going surging. He he can squat about 600 pounds. You have Jason Kelsey right in front of him. Like, you, you stop it. Like, there should be no war against the damn tush push. <laughs> yes. If you can get a yard, you can get a yard. The, the defense is well within their rights to prep for it and have different ways to get around it and stop them, but they don't. I, I, I don't know why people are so angry at the fact that that the Eagles have sort of a cheat code play. That's what you want to have. If you want a yard and you can go get a yard, go get a yard. Right. Um, the other part of this, because Justin Jefferson was close to a touchdown and he fumbled it out of the back of the end zone, it was a touchback. Why are people coming after the touchback rule? If you fumble it out of the back of the end zone, it goes to the other team and it's going to be on the 20 going the other way. Right. It's always been that way. We do these, we go overboard consistently <laughs> in trying to talk about the game and change things about the game that don't need to be changed. You've been on X too much. Uh, it's not ecstasy. I, well, I'm that, talking about the app. But, that, but that's, I mean, there was there was articles about it. There's a lot yeah. of people writing about the tush push and the end zone. Now that's and just the ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I, get over it. No, I mean, th- that's get ridiculous. That is a weapon for the Eagles. <laughs> yes. And then if you fumble it, before you cross the goal line, That's the deal, yeah. it's just how it works. It's how it works. We try to change things. I think the <laughs> overtime rule we changed with Josh Allen and that in that big game. I against, still don't like that rule. I still I think if you if if you want to be a good playoff team right. and you want to make it to a to a Super Bowl, get a stop. That's how I always always thought. But we switched yeah. that rule. And know what's funny about switching that rule, including the other night, Josh Allen, who was really the reason that that got switched, people were so mad he didn't get his shot against the Chiefs mm-hmm. um, at the end of that game. Um, he's 0-5. Yeah, he didn't get with it. With the new overtime <sighs> rules. Well, well, he's 0-5 in overtimes, four of them. Four after of them that happened. After that happened. Right. So yeah. we change these rules that don't – we think we need to change these rules that don't need to be changed, and, and folks just make way too much of a fuss about them. I don't think Josh Allen's going to look that bad the rest of the season. I, I, I will go out on a limb. I, and maybe it's because he's on my roster, but um, I just don't think you're going to see I don't that, think bad that bad version. Four, four, four turnovers and then that, that fumble. It was Bad decisions, poor overtime, you know, the whole thing. But I'll say this, Brad. I think he's shown this to be who he is as a quarterback. The turnover the, the machine. The stats are yeah. 39 turnovers in the last 19 games he's played. Since he's come into the NFL in 2018, he has led everybody in fumbles and INTs. He leads the league in turnovers. This is who he is. He that just was next-level stuff, You just got to limit them, and, he, and, and he's a big play threat. He's got to yeah. get back to making big plays. I am of the opinion, if you, if you hear people talk about Brian Dable 
and you hear um, sort of like Bill Belichick talked about him. He said this is one of the smartest guys ever. He could be an OC. He could be a DC. He could be a special teams coordinator. He's just so smart mm -hmm. football-wise. The reason Josh Allen developed the way he did and became what he was as a player, why, why we consider him a top three to top five quarterback, is because Brian Dayball had his hands on him for a couple years. And now you've seen Brian Dable out last year. We saw all of those uh, serious uh, mm -hmm. turnover issues start to really trickle in the back half of the season into the playoffs, and now you're seeing it sort of devolve. I, I think that I, people want to blame Ken Dorsey as new quarterback coach. I think it's the fact that Brian Dable's not in his ear anymore telling him, hey, don't make that damn throw, mm -hmm. idiot. That makes sense. <laughs> don't, don't, I mean, it makes sense. Take care of the damn ball. Value yeah. the ball for us, and we'll win ball games. Despite what I saw against the Cowboys, Dable um, – Last year especially had just an awesome year. By all accounts, he's a genius Like with some of this stuff. Which is why I'm still somewhat high on what Daniel Jones can be in year two with him. But yes. after, that, after that first game. That Which explains so, why you're so high on the Cowboys because so of that result. Things. Yeah, but like I was, I was high on the Cowboys coming in yeah, you were. this year. But like Daniel Jones, we do need to remember, he is a talented. Like he is a mm – -hmm. okay – He's talented, but he's a he's got all of the physical skills, physical tools that you'd want. He's got a rocket for an arm. He can be accurate. He's a big, strong guy. Mm -hmm. He can run the ball. I just feel like Brian Dable, by the end of this year, year two, after he's gotten paid, Daniel Jones, I feel like he can turn him into an even better player. But the game one was just so all over the place. You had the mm. You had a fumble recovery for six. You had the field goal block for six. It just was out of your out of your yeah. grasp before it even really started, before you could even get going. It felt that way. Yeah. Um, but uh, also going back to last night, we had Devontae Smith with a really good game. Devontae Smith was fantastic. Yep. And I think we, we've been trending this way for a while. The, the Eagles have two receivers in particular, and I'll give their tight end credit. Dallas Goddard's a good one. But they have two receivers in particular that are just very good at doing different things. A.J. Brown's a guy you can move inside and outside. Um, and he will sort of beat you with strength. He'll get some run after the catch that way. Um, Devontae Smith is a speedster. He will burn, burn by you. He's a really good deep threat where A.J. Brown may not be as good in that regard. But Devontae Smith was the one taking most of the, the, the you know, attention mm -hmm. last night. Four, four receptions, 131 yards, and a TD. Wow. A.J. Brown only had four receptions for 29 yards. He ended up having more targets than Devontae Smith, but he was angry on the sideline. He was getting after Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni for not getting targeted as much. I, I, I don't know what this is going to age like, but there was a little prima donna sort of uh, attitude that we saw last night from A.J. Brown that I hope doesn't linger with that Eagles team who should be at the top of the NFC in a wide-open NFC. That's tough. I mean, that's a loaded, that's a loaded roster there with, with, the, with the receiving core they've got because you've got Devontae Smith, Goddard is good as a as a I guess he's a tight end you'd call yeah, him yeah no he's absolutely tight end yeah uh, Swift looks like uh, Rashad Penny got a target there mm -hmm. um, but again like Devontae Smith's awesome he just had a huge night there are gonna be nights where it where it probably flips I would I would suspect oh yes but AJ Brown I don't I, the, on the sideline was just out of his mind angry. Jay what Lewis, is it with I, these receivers, Gabe? Well, they, they want the ball. They get paid big money. They want the ball. Right. Yeah, just, I calm down. There's, there's more ego in receiver rooms and DB rooms than anywhere else. Right. I hate to say it. Yeah. That's just sort of how it works. Yeah. Um, but A.J. Brown was angry. <laughs> That's something you don't want to linger. We've seen yeah. the Stephon Diggs-Josh Allen issue yeah. sort of come to 
come to a head over the past you know year since since last playoff game. You don't want that to happen with Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown, but Jalen Hurts will find a way to get him involved. Regardless. ESPN says that AJ got six targets and Devontae only had five yeah, targets. Now they were just true. they were just monster gainers, but uh, including the sixty three yarder. But Devontae Smith, you know, I've always been concerned how small he is and slight, but he is just unbelievably fast and agile and he does he does like um I guess the comp would be I don't want to I don't want to call him like um you know I don't want to call him the best ever right but like he is he is one of those players that reminds you of like a throwback to like a, a Jerry Rice maybe or somebody uh, like that yeah. yeah I think that's a little much <laughs> he's a lot more he's a lot more athletic than Jerry was and Jerry is one of the best route runners of all time See, it's hard to it's hard to put him in a. In I wanted to be. I was trying to way. couch it. I I, um, I was looking for examples that I that weren't as firm. Strangely enough, last night though, the Eagles O line, who I think is a top five O line, like I just think just based That's on fair. who they have there, they're very good. Four sacks, three to Danielle Hunter, so they were really getting pushed around last mm-hmm. night. They got pushed around, and and Jalen Hurts. I think there's a lot of people coming after him for his, you know, you know, lack of being able to push Four the sacks, ball downfield. Yeah. But that old line got pushed around, and that's rare. That's very rare. Jalen Hurts didn't have much of a chance to deliver balls mm-hmm. downfield, and A.J. Brown's got to understand that. Now, what they did do last night, the Eagles absolutely attacked the ground. Like, they were fantastic. Boston Scott ended up getting injured, but he had five carries for 40 yards. Jalen Hurts had two TDs rushing. DeAndre Swift finally um. got the workload that he's been waiting for. Now, it may be too big of a workload in this day and age of the NFL. 28 carries, 175 yards, one TD. I think I think you're going to see this this run game, especially against a team like the Vikings. This run game can take off and be really big for the Eagles. They just have so many threats. Yeah, so many they, that's, and that's, once Kenny yeah. Gainwell gets back healthy, he started saying. game one. I mean, they they have a good running back room. They have a good quarterback who can run. Um, I like what they have there. If they get back to sort of those chunk plays in the passing game, this offense is going to be one of the best, if not the best, in the league. How high are you on the Eagles? Can we see a rematch? <sighs> I'm high enough on the Eagles to have them as a top three seed. I'm not high enough to have them in the Super Bowl this year. Because I think they lost some things, and they're already dealing with some injuries. James Bradbury was out this week. Um, Nicobe Dean's on IR. Uh, they, they just, they, they're not the exact same team as they were a year ago. No Javon Hargrave up front. Mm-hmm. Now you do have Jalen Carter coming in, so that should be helpful. And Jordan Davis is now a year older, so he should be better. I'm high on the Eagles, but I still think the Cowboys. You like them. I like the Cowboys. And, and when we look at the God. NFC East, I, I think whoever wins the NFC East is going to be in the absolute driver's seat. That's fair. Win the yeah, NFC. I think that's fair. And then 49ers, certainly, after week one, people mm-hmm. will go there, but I still have my questions about Brock Purdy, ultimately. You think it comes down to Cowboys 49ers again? Um, not, not again, but you know, again, instead of yeah. the Eagles. I, I think that's a possibility. Okay. I think that's a very plausible thought there. Now, it ain't going to be the Giants. Health, it see. ain't going to be the Giants. I know that. Y- let's see. Yeah, I know I'm somewhat high on them, but no, it ain't going to be no. the Giants. No. I think that the NFC East is just so damn loaded. Yes. Like the Giants are the third best team in that division, and that's okay. Right. And the Commanders aren't lifeless, they have a pulse. They have a pulse. They're not terrible. Right. Um, but I think it goes, you know, Eagles and Cowboys fight it out for that top spot in, in number two, and then you have the Giants there. Like, Giants, the highest I can see them being is like a seven seed. It's just hard. like you have too many good teams in your division um, to really press any higher than that. Yep. 
And it's sort of like last year. Maybe they can win a playoff game, but I don't think their ceiling's very high, the Giants. I think the Cowboys in this defense, that ceiling is about as high as you could possibly possibly imagine. I, I hope you're right. I, yeah. I really do. Um, but what does it come down to, right, with the Cowboys in the playoffs? Is Dak going to show up week to week against that I can't good, believe we're still opponents? talking about it, but it's true. It's true. It's true. I mean, you, what do you mean you can't believe I mean, we, you have to believe it because we have, we have seen them fall short time and time again even since he's gotten the big contract. I guess I'm tired of it a little bit, and, and I, I mean, am yes, a biased. I am it, a biased Dak fan. I just feel like there's a reason why they threw out Tony Romo, and they've anointed they they gave him that big contract. Um, the the sad thing is, he, you're right. He has not he's not broken through since the contract, mm-hmm. or really before the contract. Yeah, yeah. Now a couple of games to highlight in week two. Uh, in that noon slate, I want to see Packers-Falcons. I think that's a little sneaky game of like maybe some uh, playoff dark horses. Uh, I was impressed with Jordan Love in week one. Granted, it was against the Bears, and he had three TDs, threw for about 250 yards. The Bears' secondary is terrible. He'll finally get tested this week. Jesse Bates, who's the new addition for the Falcons, had two picks last week. That secondary is much improved. They have Jeff Okuda back there now. I want to see what Jordan Love can do there. And I am actually somewhat impressed with what Arthur Smith's been able to do with the Falcons thus far. It's really tough because the quarterback position's been in flux for him. Right. And they're going to have to find a long-term deal. I don't know if Desmond Ritter can ever be there. I was never really high on him uh, out of Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. I thought he was, uh, yeah, he won Offensive Player of the Year, but he had the best team in the the American, and that's a good coach, really good offensive line, so he's able to get over that way. Uh, But that Falcons team, I think, is – dramatically improved from where they were a year ago because of that defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. And I want to see that game. Um, Ravens versus Bengals, I have to see a Joe Burrow bounce back. I really do. Last week was absolutely He got terrible. a haircut in, just because of this reason. 14 for 31 for 84 yards, no TDs, no INT. I think they're going to blow out the Ravens. I mean, the Ravens are really banged up. Yes, I think they have a chance, and Marlon Humphrey will be out. But I, I Jim Schwartz is the new D.C. for the Browns, and he really confused Joe Burrow last week. There's some things on film. There's some things on film that you ah, could maybe take. And they from were, that first game that Burrow had out there? They were running there. a cover two. They were inverting, which mm-hmm. means that you take the corner down to play the flat, and you, or, or you take the corner back to play the where the safety would normally be. The safety comes down to deal with the flat. Um, I feel like there's some things on film that, that where Joe Burrow got exposed a little yeah. bit, and the Ravens could take advantage. The Ravens' offense needs to have a coming-out party, though, like a really <laughs> yeah, big coming-out yeah. party. Last week against the Texans, I know the Texans are a, you know, they're, they're feisty. They're a feisty bad team. And D'Amico Ryans is a good defensive guy. Uh, but 25 points against that Texans team, I expected more. And I expected Lamar Jackson to be able to air it out more. Only 193 yards passing. That, uh, that left a lot to be desired. Uh, the last one I want to mention in that 12 o'clock slate, Chiefs at Jags. Mm. And the Chiefs are three-and-a-half-point favorites. I think the Chiefs get back on, on track here. Okay. Jaguars, I want to believe them at the top of the AFC South. I picked them to win the AFC South. But that Freaking schedule is so tough. Now you have Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey back, and that Jags defense leaves a lot to be desired. I think that I think that Patrick Mahomes now with Travis Kelsey on those third downs can really expose them. 
and, and get, a, get convert a lot more than they did against the Lions. At the very least, they were 0 for 7 yeah. on third downs in the second half against the Lions. It is going to be a wild Monday if Trevor Lawrence in, in Jacksonville could somehow win that game because mm-hmm. drop that would drop that would start them 0 and 2. The 305 slate, 49ers at Rams. Yep. I want to see if the 49ers can do what they did last week against the Steelers to the Rams. I don't see why they wouldn't be able to, but the Rams look good week one. Mm-hmm. Matt Stafford <laughs> quietly was one of the best quarterbacks. Uh, it was some of the best quarterback play we saw week one. Getting Puka Nakua 119 yards on 2-2 Atwell, 119 yards, and not having Cooper Cup out there, who is his main target. Yeah, I give credit where credit's due. 334 yards and no INTs in week one, beating the absolute hell out of the Seahawks, 30-13. to I want to see if they can mm. compete at home against the 49ers. Uh, Jets-Cowboys, we've already sort of covered that to a certain extent. I think the Cowboys get How bad? after that offense. You think part. they destroy the Jets? This is in Dallas. Well, the line is nine and a half. Destroy is tough. nine and a half is a lot of points. I think it's come down a little bit to oh. nine or eight and a half now. Okay. I am, if I'm picking this game, I still think the Jets can cover because that Dallas offense has not gotten to play a lot, and that Jets defense is just, I mean, they're killers. If you shop, you can still get nine. They're really good. Yeah, that Jets defense. So I, this is going to be a, a big test for Dak and that offense, Mike McCarthy's play calling early in the season. Oh. And uh, hopefully they can pass that test. If they pass that test, we'll be talking a lot differently. And I think some lines will shift for futures for the mm. NFC if the Cowboys can win this game handily and that offense looks good. Uh, then Sunday night football will be Dolphins at Patriots. I'm telling you right now, this is one of my favorite games of the week. Okay. I think the Patriots at home are going to throw a loop to the Dolphins. I think the okay. Dolphins are going to be confused. I really do. This is Bill Belichick at home fighting for his uh, fighting for his career, his late career, and uh, the Dolphins are going to be cocky coming into this one. 466 yards. Tyreek Hill had 215 yards and two TDs. Patriots in Gillette in prime time. Bill Belichick scheming up a good passing offense. I like my chances for at least the cover. I don't know if they if they win. I think it's very possible. But I, I like the Patriots really bothering the Dolphins like we couldn't couldn't see the Chargers do last week. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, t- Patriots plus two and a half, it looks like. And then we're going to have two Monday night football games, ESPN and ABC, Saints at Panthers and mm-hmm. Browns at Steelers. Mm-hmm. Browns at Steelers going to be a AFC North slugfest. Uh, you know what? I like both of those teams. Um, you have I mean, nothing bad to say the, about it. The, the Browns had a great week last week. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, um, Deshaun Watson still didn't show much. That's that's that would be my one, my one sort of pushback. Pitch. They they beat they beat the hell out of the Bengals, which definitely the Bengals just some, looked awful. Gives you some hope, and, and their defense looks good. Mm-hmm. The Browns defense finally yeah. came along again. Jim Schwartz, new DC, um, but Deshaun Watson didn't look didn't look great. Nick Chubb still looks great. That offensive line can pave the way for him. But Deshaun Watson, if that Browns team's going to be a playoff team and going to scare anybody, it's going to have to be Deshaun Watson, like he was in a Texans uniform. Pick. Who you got on that one? I am probably – I'm going to save it for Monday. Okay. I'm going to save okay. it for okay. Monday because okay. we'll be able yep. to talk about that one when that's, we that's get That's good. Good. little teaser. Now, family-owned and operated retail store that's been making waves in East Memphis for over a decade. That'd be Oxbow. Get over to Oxbow. 964 June Road, off Poplar, on June Road, behind the Amico Station. Two-story storefront. Go pet Earl the dog. Go find all of you. For men out there, this is the best men's store in Memphis. I'm, I'm being completely – whether it's a polo, you need a button-down, need some T-shirts – Vintage tees, hats, whatever it is, 
they have it. They even have hunting and outdoor essentials. They have uh, vintage vinyl for you. They have uh, uh, sports memorabilia. You can go over there, and it's your one-stop shop for just about everything. Uh, I do need to highlight, though, the Memphis State Pouncer Polo Collection is at Oxbow. I know that you missed your opportunity to wear it on Tiger Lane, but you're going to have more opportunities. How about that? Uh, get over to 964 June Road. Get your hands on uh, one of those exclusive Memphis State Pouncer Polos. Uh, plus, they have game day apparel for Ole Miss, Tennessee, Mississippi State, Alabama, Auburn. They are your game day headquarters. You men out there, go get your polos, go get your shirts for the team that you support. Again, 964 June Road, off Poplar on June Road, behind the Amico Station. And I uh, do have to point out, if you're going to Cooper Young Festival tomorrow, Oxbow will have a pop-up booth at Cooper Young Festival near the main stage. They'll be raffling off Tiger basketball tickets. They have some great gifts with purchase promotions lined up. So if you're going to Cooper Young Festival, go check out that Oxbow pop-up booth near the main stage. Again, 964 June Road if you want to do it in person. But if you want to do it online, they have an online store. Shopboxbow.com. And when you go to check out, use my promo code. You can type in a promo code, and that promo code would be The Gabe Show. All caps, no spaces, The Gabe Show. You'll get 20% off your order at Shopboxbow.com. Shop local, shop Oxbow. Now we need to... Uh, Go ahead and get you some picks for the weekend. You got to make some money, don't you? You got to make some money. Lee Sterling's next, Paramount Sports 92.9 FM ESPN. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers over overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. My friends feel as they're appointed duty. Time to get you ready for the weekend. Get you some picks with Lee Sterling, sports analyst for 30 years, co-host of the Locked On Bets podcast via the Locked On Network, number one capper for NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL for covers. He also has a weekly column for Al.com. He is on X at Paramount Sports. Uh, we had a two and three week last week, but you know what? We get back on and we get going. Lee, how's it going? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, the Canes How about that? showed out uh, last Saturday and... 
I don't know if we're a top 10 team, but I think for the first time, maybe in 20 years, we're headed in the right direction. What? So what's going on with the, uh, I mean, there was $2 tickets to that Bethune-Cookman game, I think I saw yesterday. <laughs> what's, that, what's that about? It's uh, a big Thursday stadium. Night, they they, they got to get people excited to fill the thing yeah, out. Yeah, Thursday nights are tough, Gabe. I mean, we'll see. If, if they head into the Clemson game 5-0, and or, or actually it'll be 6-0, and they head into the Clemson game 6-0, and I think they'll get uh, – Close to a sellout, probably about sixty thousand. So yeah, but that was that was damn good. Uh, Tyler Van yeah. Dyke was a was a. I mean, we we pushed out the the NFL draft propaganda about him early. I think it's going to come yeah. back after that performance he had against A and M. Oh, I agree, and they protected him. They gave yep. him really good protection. And what's crazy is, you know, I, I always like Connor Wegman, the quarterback for Texas A and M. I think he's going to be a top five pick. The kid mm-hmm. was hit. He was hit probably fifteen twenty times. I think he's that good. He is an NFL starting quarterback so yep. keep an eye um, on him. and by the way we were talking about did, did you get to witness uh bobby petrino and jimbo trade blows last week did, 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 <laughs> no but, nothing uh, on the sideline nothing broke it, out we were all no, good but it's, it's it's trust me another <laughs> it's building another couple losses and it's gonna happen all right let's get into the games though <laughs> yep. let's get some people some picks 11 a.m yep. in starkville espn will be there it'll be the early espn game um, but we have lsu minus the 10 versus mississippi state we know lsu got hammered by Florida mm-hmm. State, um, but last week they played Grambling, put up 72 points. Um, does LSU on the road, can they cover this line? What, what do you What do you think about this? We know Jaden Daniels didn't look against Florida, good against Florida State, but I think he's at the top of the uh, – I mean, we're going to have a good quarterback matchup in Jaden Daniels, Will Rogers. What, what do you think about this game? I agree, but the, the key is Mississippi State has to let – uh, Will Rogers throw the football more. I mean, mm-hmm. they're running the ball way too much. I mean, Kevin Barbe came over from Appalachian State, and right now I don't love his play calling. Uh, I think they're more of a passing team. I mean, also had nine penalties in the game for 90 yards. LSU's done really well in Stark Vegas. They're 12-3 against the spread. Last year they were down 13 nothing. Mississippi State jumped on them, and then – LSU Ward back in 131-16, no problem here. I think they're much improved. You know, you can't judge a team by one game. Most teams improve that second and third week. And, uh, I mean, Mississippi State, they got four straight takeaways, first four possessions mm-hmm. of the game. I don't know if I've ever played in a game <laughs> where that happened. Have you? No, absolutely no. not. No. And, and we played a lot of football, and they still only won 31-24. to I mean, Arizona outgained them 431 to 307 here. Unless Mississippi State hits on some vertical pass plays, I think they're in trouble here. And also remember, LSU scored 30 or more points 10 times since the start of last year. I think LSU pulls away 37-20. Now, staying in the SEC, that's what we're going to do for our college football slate this week. But we have 6 p.m. ESPN, Tennessee, and Florida. Uh, Tennessee looks like right now, I mean, I've seen it move around five and a half, but six at most places. Um, Tennessee, Joe Milton didn't impress me. He didn't impress me last week. But uh, Florida, I, I am... I, when I say I am thoroughly unimpressed about what they have this year, I am thoroughly unimpressed, and I'm worried about Billy Napier making yep. it through the year and, and keeping that job. Sunbelt Billy? Yes, yeah, Sunbelt Billy, yes. <laughs> you can use that if you want. So yeah. Here's the deal with, with, with Tennessee. The question is, do you want to lay seven points with Joe Milton? I don't. So, I mean, he can throw the ball 85, 90 yards, but his accuracy <laughs> isn't good. There's a reason he never started at Michigan. Uh, or he did, and he lost his job, and the same thing at, at Tennessee. And 
the Gators are, are not great, but they can do one thing. They can run the football. They were backed up, I mean, almost in their own end zone, I think three or four times in that Utah game. Graham Mertz was new to the system. He had to play at Utah, which is a tough place and a tough defense here. But the Gators have won 16 of the last 18. They didn't have a better team last year. And on the road, they only lost 38-33. Upset. Wrong team favorite. Really? 31-27. In the swan. Listen, I, I get it. And I, the, the one thing about Tennessee, though, that could be their saving grace, does, do you think that defense looks better? I know we're talking about two yeah, games yeah. against not-so-good yeah. opponents, but that defense looks like it's improved. They do look better. I agree. Mm-hmm. Now, Ole Miss, Jackson Dart, I, would, I thought was the, the key to getting over top of Tulane last week. And granted, yeah, Tulane had a backup quarterback in Kai Horton, and he struggled as that game went along. But Jackson Dart is playing the best football of his career right now. I don't think a lot of people would disagree with that. Georgia Tech, I think Brent Key comes in. He was their D.C. He was the interim. They played better down the stretch of the season, so he got the job. They play tough, but Ole Miss looks really good. And I think, you know, looking early at an Alabama loss, LSU loss, you look at the SEC West, I bet Ole Miss has some has some thoughts about, hey, this season could turn uh, out really well for us, and maybe we could compete in the SEC. But they got to get through Georgia Tech first. Eighteen point favorites. Where? What are your thoughts? So Haynes King, the quarterback of Georgia Tech, who used to be at A and M, he has some great moments, and he can throw the ball. Sometimes he makes the right read, and he delivers the ball on time. Other times it's late. He's got good uh, running ability, but. He'll, he'll make the mistake. He'll make those two mistakes a game that cost you, and they don't have depth. You watch them. Mid to late third quarter, those guys are gassed. They just can't rotate the defensive linemen, and, and then teams just run them down. So I think Ole Miss, you know, they really haven't gotten the running game going. They haven't. I, I think this is the game everything starts clicking here. Sometimes you got to lay it if you want to play it. Ole Miss. 48-17. I, I, I think that O-line's having a little bit of regression. Yeah. I watched that right tackle last week versus yeah. Tulane. Just, I mean, he, Micah Pettis, he's a, he's a sophomore now. Two straight yeah. holding penalties, bunch of false starts. He's having yeah. his struggles. He, did, he took to Twitter and said, hey, it's not going to happen again. But um, I agree with you. That, that run game has, has taken a step back so far. Now, uh, on to the NFL. We have a noon game, Chiefs at Jags. Chiefs lost that game tightly mm-hmm. in week one on Thursday Night Football to the Lions. Um, but the Jaguars won. Um, I uh, I look at this Chiefs team now. Chris Jones back and Travis Kelsey back this week. They're three point favorites, three and a half point favorites, depending on where you look. Um, but they're on the road against Jacksonville. What do you think? Public's all over Jacksonville, and they're betting them here, thinking it's their time. Kansas City is vulnerable. One of the things I do for every game, look at the injury report. Jacksonville's down possibly two starting offensive linemen and their best backup. They only carried eight players to the game last week. So if they get a player hurt in this game, they're going to be playing a practice squad guy. How important is Chris Jones to Kansas City? Well, they allowed 20 fewer rushing yards per game the past five years when Jones was in the lineup. And Travis Kelsey, how important is he to the offense? Well, Patrick Mahomes was just 10 for 22 throwing the football to wide receivers. Uh, that was the worst completion percentage of his career. Kansas City, 31-23. They're not going 0-2. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, final one here, Chargers and, and Titans will be a, a noon game. Um, and the Titans last week, obviously they'll be at home, but Ryan Tannehill was just miserable. I mean, he was about as bad as it gets, and I didn't think I was going to, I didn't think I was going to see him be that bad early in the season. But what do you think about this Titans team? What do you think about this game? So the, the Chargers are up against it. 
I had found out that the Dolphins had put in like 15, 20 plays uh, yep. for that game. Brand new plays. The Chargers had not seen them. Their offense is that good. And Chargers hung in there. I mean, uh, what's good for them is they have no injuries. I think their defense is going to get better here. They also uh, only have the game plan for DeAndre Hopkins and, and, you know, Henry. That's it. I mean, I, I would not be shocked here. This game or next game, Ryan Tannehill's bold. I mean, he's getting that yep. close. And the Chargers can run the ball now. They ran it for 234 yards in the game last week. I like the Chargers, 31-20. Now your free play comes from college. We have Kentucky and Akron. Yep. Kentucky's 25-point favorites. Tell, our, tell my listeners where you go to find that, where they find more of you, Lee. First 10 callers will give it to them for free. Uh, Kentucky and Akron have a real strong feel in this game. 800-400-9741. And check out all the info. Big weekend. We've got UFC going yep. on this weekend. We read our selections from 10 to 50 units. We have a 50-unit UFC selection on our 40 to 50-unit UFC selections, 15 and 2, the last eight months. Pretty good. All, yeah, pretty darn good. <laughs> and it's an underdog. Anyone can right. give you a 250, 350 favorite. Actually, an underdog. And baseball, we have a 50-unit selection going that starts uh, about 20, 30 minutes, and it's a pick em game. Uh, we've lowered that to, to 197. So 197 through the World Series in baseball, UFC, $35 for five selections in football. Baker's dozen, 13 games, Saturday and Sunday, just $97. One place, ParamountSports.com. Yes, sir. Well, Lee, you the man. Enjoy the games this weekend. You too. Dig it. Yes, sir. That's Lee Sterling at Paramount Sports. He tries to give you some picks before we get into the weekend, but he's been a sports analyst for 30 years, co-host of the Locked On Bets podcast via the Locked On Network, and he's the number one handicapper for NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL at Covers. He's on X at Paramount Sports. Check out all of his work. Now, there's only one place in town that gives you option after option when it comes to spirits. That's Old Dominic Distillery. Gin, vodka, their famous toddy, which is now repackaged. Uh, whiskey, they're having a release, by the way, relatively soon. Make sure that you check it out. Go to Old Dominic on Instagram. Go olddominic.com. Um, but they will have a, a second release of their single-barrel whiskey that you will need to check out. You have to get in line early. It'll be at noon. Um, but it'll be $80 plus tax, limit two bottles per person. But also they have bourbon that they've just released, and I'm so excited about it. Their newly released bourbon line is ready and available. Four bottles, including cask strength, uh, one four-year, one five-year. They also have a bottled and bond. All of those are available at certain places in the area, so ask about them when you go into a liquor store and try to get your hands on a bottle as soon as possible. They always take care of you at Old Dominic. That's all the more reason to go down to 305 South Front Street and check out what makes them so special. You can grab a drink at the bar, a craft cocktail, or you can join them for a tour and tasting and check out that beautiful state-of-the-art distillery. You can go book that at olddominic.com. Old Dominic Distillery, come say hi. Now, the NFL is always trying new things, but I have to ask a question on the other side. Have they gone too far? We'll get to that in Small Talk, 92.9 FM. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Yes, 
Craving a taste of the Big Easy right here in Memphis? Visit Owen Brennan's mouth-watering, hand-cut Angus beef, fresh seafood, and tantalizing Creole specialties. They've got it all. Owen Brennan's, where every bite's a celebration of taste and tradition. Make reservations today. Here on 92.9, we talk ball every weekday from 4 till 7 p.m. Except right now. It's time for Big Man Small Talk on 92.9's Gabe Coon Show. And Small Talk is brought to you by the Memphis Touchdown Club. They have their eight-part speaker series rolling along. We're through three. We have one more. Co- we have another one coming up on Monday. That would be Alyssa Lang, who's going to join us. Join me here in about, what, nine minutes? So she'll be there Monday, Hilton, Memphis. All of the speakers from here on out will be on Monday at Hilton Memphis. Go to memphistdclub.com for tickets and for information. Now, I'm glad I get to surprise Brad Carson with this because the NFL always tries new things. They try to bring in young fans. They've done the Nickelodeon things. We have the MVP, the Nickelodeon Valuable Player. Um, I think they even had a preseason award for that. That was strange. But now, to bring more kids in, Toy Story. They have a Toy Story-themed simulcast to stream the animated version of Jaguars vs. Falcons in uh, Wembley Stadium. So the Jaguars and the Falcons will face off in Week 4 in London's Wembley Stadium on October 1st. Um, But Disney Plus and ESPN Plus will stream an animated simulcast of all the action. So you will literally be in Andy's room in Toy Story. Okay. And they will, while the game's going on, have animated versions of the players doing the same things. It is one of the strangest ideas I've ever seen. Um, The fact that they can do this in in itself is insane. (laughs) Like, I I am curious how, like, the animated version, when there's, like, a big hit, somebody goes out, like, gets, you know, concussed. How's that going to look? Somebody's laying down on the field. That's going to be strange in itself. Yeah, stretcher. But they do everything they can. Incredible. To try to bring in the young fans, don't they? I, I think it's... I think it's worth a try, and it just seems like the more the NFL tries things, the more they expand the pie or they they create new revenue streams. I mean, I remember when they first did this sort of thing with the slime broadcast of the Super Bowl mm-hmm. on, on Nickelodeon. You mentioned yeah. it. Um, I thought that was interesting because you're looking at the Super Bowl and you're seeing things that aren't on the broadcast, like cartoon stuff like blowing up on the sides of the end zone. It's wild. Um, Woody, Buzz Lightyear, and other characters will be visible during the game. They will be, uh, quote, participating from the sidelines and in other non-gameplay elements, according to the release Amazing. the NFL put out. Um, now, you seem uh, excited about well, it. No, I'm, I'm not. I, th- I think it's weird. I think it's very. You strange. think it's not something they should be doing? No, I mean, whatever. Do it. You do, do what, what you want, want to do, but it's but not it something you're like going to watch. There's probably a lot of money in the production going. I mean, there's you think there's a lot of cost in yeah, this? Yeah, and then like they're going to. <laughs> They're going to have a play-by-play and a, and a commentator. Of course, on it. Drew Carter play-by-play. Who do you think's the commentator? God, he's, he's taking a hell of a fall from Monday Night Football to this. I'll tell you that. I have no idea. Booger McFarland's going to be the analyst Not on the game. Boog. Yeah. No. We got Booger falling all the way from Monday Night Football to the Toy Story broadcast. See, you know who I thought they would, and he'll be alongside a 12-year-old reporter named Pepper Pursley. See, this is something I thought Tessator would do. You know, like he has, he did that that ABC thing that they did with Steph Curry a few years back. Well, Tess does the boxing and like going going from like boxing to a Toy Story game. I just, I don't know. I don't know. Tess don't does know. a lot of wild stuff, man. He's not all like on these big time I mean, broadcasts. Is it weird? I'm, am I familiar with Drew Carter? Are you familiar with Drew Carter? No, I don't know. I, if I'm, I, I I'm, just looked I'm him up while Booger. we were talking to try to because you said it so like confidently. I thought I was supposed to know who that is. Well, I'm um, just I, sometimes former, you just read off your notes. Is this the former wide receiver of the uh, NFL from? 
uh, the Carolina Panthers. He was drafted. He played college football at Ohio State. He also played for the Oakland Raiders. He's forty. I don't. I have no idea. Is that Maybe. the same guy? I Maybe. I can only assume it's this Drew Carter. Have they gone too far though? We're trying to bring in all these young. Fa- is I don't it think, Drew Carter? The what Buffalo's I what quarterback? I don't understand about the NFL is they don't need to try to bring in young fans. It's just built in. People intake the NFL. I mean, last night we had for that game Eagles versus Vikings. It was the highest stream game in Amazon Prime history, 16.6 yeah. million. No matter what you do, it always hits. But I don't think you need to make this big of an effort to bring in the I, young fans. I, I, get I what you're saying. there. I, I get what you're saying. I think people who are innovators would argue you constantly have to innovate in order to create new revenue streams. Look, for example, at what they've done with uh, the Manning broadcast, the Manning cast. Like, okay. there was probably not like, hey, let's, you know, do this. But I think some people enjoy that broadcast. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to play devil's advocate They're forward-thinking. The They're forward-thinking is They're what forward, you're at. Well, a lot of things are scoffed at when you're doing innovation. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. Whether it's it's the Toy Story broadcast or the slime on the Nickelodeon broadcast, which you do not like, clearly. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. I don't their watch own. the Nickelodeon broadcast, though. I'd rather, I, you know, I'd rather watch a regular broadcast. Now, admit it, you may flip over to see it a little bit. They have halftime performance. The halftime performance for this game, too. Who's the halftime? Um, let's see. We'll I feature a relevant. jump attempt from Duke Kaboom, the motorcycle daredevil voiced by Keanu Reeves. <laughs> These <laughs> are Toy little Story kid War. things. Yeah. You think this is such nonsense? It I think is it's funny. Big nonsense, lineman is yeah. he does not approve of any of this. I mean, it's just it's this just is strange. not talking ball analysis it's here. This is strange. This is the opposite me. of Gabe Coon ball. Well, you know Love what? It. Let's move off yeah. of this and get to talking some ball. We have Alyssa Lane coming up next. She is the studio host for <laughs> SEC Network. We'll do that right here, ninety two nine FM ESPN. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network. From big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.